Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. My name is Phil Prosperike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Today is February 16th, 2017. Welcome, finally, to the NBA All-Star break, the unofficial midpoint of the season, even though we're closer to three-quarters of the way through the season. And for the Magic, it's certainly a good riddance and a fresh start. That's what we'll be talking about today on today's episode as we officially put a bow on the first 58 games of the season. The Magic, of course, played the San Antonio Spurs to close out the first half of the season, or the close out the pre-All-Star break portion of the season. Uh, a, a bitter defeat, another bitter defeat, for the Magic. We'll talk, we'll recap all of that game, and then I'll talk a little bit about where the Magic stand as they enter the All-Star break and uh, move forward to the rest of the season. And finally, I'll I'll touch briefly on what the ripple effects of the Terrence Ross deal uh, are going to be, adding Ross to the fold, and, and what that means for the roles of several players. Let's dive right into it, though. The Orlando Magic took on the San Antonio Spurs on Wednesday, shorthanded, of course, uh, shorthanded uh, because Terrence Ross did not get cleared to play. The deal did not become officially official until uh, shortly after the Magic tipped off. Uh, the Raptors played a game at 7.30. They, Serge Ibaka got in. They had a press conference. You know, you talked to the media. Uh, but he did not clear his physical, um, did not pass his physical, uh, at least officially, until after the Magic had submitted their roster. Frank Vogel even said after the game, it was a couple minutes after the Magic had to submit their roster. So Terrence Ross did not dress. He'll play his first game in a Magic uniform next Thursday against the Portland Trailblazers. He was in town. He did speak to the media after the game. I'll hopefully have a little bit of that for you tomorrow. I haven't had a chance to, to go back and listen to it quite yet. Uh, but he is he is with the Magic. He kind of went through a short walkthrough, uh, began learning the sets, learning learning some of the guys, talking with the coaches. Before the game, he was all set to play if Serge Ibaka had passed his physical in time, but uh, that did not happen. The, the logistics of it just did not work. So Ross sat out this game. Magic probably could have used him, could certainly use some more offense, more, more shooting, but San Antonio Spurs dominated this game from the beginning, and that's what you expect from a team that's 43-13 and at the break, second-best record in the NBA. The Spurs, the Spurs spurred. I mean, the Spurs go to spur. That's what they do. Uh, and it was just a, a cl- absolute clinic on both ends of the floor. San Antonio first forced Orlando into nine first quarter turnovers, 17 turnovers for the game, 25 points off turnovers. They took advantage of every single mistake the Magic made, whether it was driving into deep and forcing a tough shot or forcing a kickout that was turned over, beating the Magic to offensive rebounds. San Antonio had 11 offensive rebounds, scored 27 second-chance points off 11 offensive rebounds. That is a pretty incredible uh, incredible rate um, uh, rate there uh, for the Spurs. They were quicker to every loose ball. They, I mean, I don't want to say they wanted it more, but they had the little details, had those little efforts that you need to win basketball games in this league. 
Not only that, they have the star power. LaMarcus Aldridge, 23 points, 10 for 13 shooting. Just shooting over the top of Jeff Green. This was a game where the Magic missed Serge Ibaka. You know, they needed they needed that size and length uh, to, to muscle up and, and, and make life harder for Aldridge. And Green tried his best, but it, the defensive schemes weren't there. The Magic tried doubling on several occasions. There's going to be a lot of experimenting going on with some of the defensive schemes now that the Magic are going to have to go smaller against teams like the Spurs. Obviously, they won't see the Spurs again for the rest of the year, but uh, it, 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 the, the mix just didn't work. And Orlando compounded that by not being good offensively. Um, you know, we've seen this time and time again that when Orlando that when Orlando misses a few shots, struggles on the offensive end, they tend to get tight. They tend to kind of go back to isolation play. They don't move the ball around and, and things get worse. Orlando trailed by 25 points in the first half at one point. They did cut the lead down to 12 in the third quarter, showed some life, got the ball moving. Nikola Vucevic especially got super aggressive, um, made some nice plays. Uh, but the Spurs were able to extend that lead back out up to as much as 30 in the fourth quarter uh, for a dominant win. A, a nice run at the end of the third quarter. Took away any notion that the Magic were going to come back and win this game. Um, it felt like the game was over in the first quarter anyway. Uh, the Spurs were just that dominant and that good. Running through the stats real fast. Nikola Vucevic led the way 16 points, 7 for 16 shooting, 10 rebounds. Solid game for him overall. Um, this, you know, shooting wasn't quite there, but it wasn't there for anybody. Um, Vucevic is a guy that, you know, he plays within himself and within his role all the time. Um, you can tell he cares. He played with a lot of effort. It was noticeable out there. Uh, and, you know, Vucevic, he's just not the player that can bring other players with him. He can't take over a game like like a superstar can. And, and, and that's really what the Magic need right now is, is someone with Vucevic's heart to be able to take over a game. And that's, that's just not, unfortunately, that's just not Nikola Vucevic. But, um, you know, he's frustrated as much as anybody uh, about this and about the way the team has played so far. Uh, and, uh, you know, he expressed that after the game. Uh, very much so, very much so, uh, especially for myself, you know, a guy that's been here for so long. And, you know, no, no, the, the first, my first uh, three years here were, were, were very tough. I only won, like, in the 20s, but... Uh, you know, we made progress every year, and you kind of understood it was, you know, part of this is the, the the process to kind of go through that, the rebuild. You know, we're getting young guys in, we're building for the future, and you know, it was kind of, kind of like, okay, you know, it's tough, but you know, at least there is, you know, you're hoping that it's going to work out at the end. You know, last year, you you know, we you know we started off great, uh, playing really well. We had a tough month, but it was still a big jump, you know, ten wins, and you know, we thought you know this season would be the one and then we actually went backwards so uh, it's tough it's not easy uh it's very frustrating uh to deal with all these losses and to not play the right way so you know hopefully we figure it out and uh you know hopefully the second part of the season will be will be better that is Nikola Vucevic discussing uh, some of the disappointment of the season so far, especially compared to how the team played last season and, and the expectations this year. I'll, I'll discuss that uh, a little bit more detail in just a moment. Uh, finishing up the scoring, though, Aaron Gordon, 11 points, 3 for 9, shooting 6 rebounds. Did a good job on Kawhi Leonard overall when they were matched up together. Um, his defense is obviously what he's there for offensively. Still a bit rough even when he played the 4. He actually played power 4 this game. Um, talk about that in just a moment. Jeff Green, 11 points, 4 for 11 shooting. He had a rough game overall uh, as well. Evan Fournier, 9 points, 3 for 11 shooting, 1 for 5 from beyond the arc. 5 assists, 5 rebounds, but 4 turnovers. Having Fournier be the primary playmaker is 
a bit of a problem, no doubt about it. And I think the Magic really made their run in the third quarter when Alfred Payton took over at point guard too. So uh, there's certainly a, a playmaker problem here and a distributor problem here. Uh, Fournier, I, you know, God love him. I, I I don't think it's malignant. I don't think he's, uh, you know, trying to trying to be a hero or anything. But uh, you know, I think he feels there's a certain responsibility as the leading scorers to to try and create and 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 try and do something that maybe he's not the best at. And that's that's creating off the dribble, trying to create for others, trying to be a primary scoring option. He's kind of been forced to do that by this roster. And and I don't think it's, you know, ill intended that he that the way he plays, but sometimes he plays a little bit out of control. Sometimes he's forcing the issue too much instead of letting things develop and come to him. Uh, and, and that's a continued problem for the Magic, especially on the offensive end, and and, and I think it hurt them in, in this game overall as well. Once again, the Magic fall to the San Antonio Spurs 107-79 to at the Amway Center to close the first half of the season. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And it's it's always ironic because the All-Star break does come the week before the trade deadline. So it is, while it's not the midpoint of the season, it is a clear dividing line. And Wednesday's game felt very much like an end. Or at least, I mean, the end really came Tuesday with the trade. The Magic closed the short Serge Ibaka era of the Orlando, of, of the franchise. They, they traded away a, a franchise, what, what many thought a franchise centerpiece in Victor Oladipo, to get Serge Ibaka. To accomplish a goal, to become a, a top-rated defense, and to make the playoffs. And through the first 50-some-odd games of the season, to the All-Star break, you know, this, this nice, clean dividing line that they have. The Magic failed to do that. In essence, this plan failed. Not in essence, it did fail. The Magic are six and a half games out of the playoffs. They're 14th in the East. They're in line to get a top five pick in the lottery. Those aren't good signs for this team. As, as, Nick, as Nick said in, in the clip that I played, they'd been making progress each year, and they really believed this year was the year, and they didn't deliver. And that's going to have consequences down the road. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that, and they've already had consequences. The Magic shipped out a key player and began resetting the table. And so, we enter this all-star break, both looking back and looking forward now. We look back at this season and, and recognize it for what it's become. A gamble gone wrong. A lost bet. Teams, the team is probably not going to make a run to go to the playoffs. If, they, 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 if the number this year is going to be 38 wins... They've got to go 17-7 and seven the rest of the way. The Magic haven't won consecutive games since December. And I doubt Terrence Ross is the kind of player that, that completely changes a team around like that. 
Sure, the Magic could be better, and I'll, I can explain some of those reasons in a minute. But it's not likely this team's turning turning itself around. Instead, this Magic team is kind of coming to grips that its season did not go according to plan at all. And it came to this grip on Tuesday that it had to cut their loss, cut their losses and move on. So here we are again. Ready to reset, ready to restart. And with the trade coming and Terrence Ross hasn't played a game yet, the Magic certainly have that opportunity to reset and restart. Just a little bit. Uh, well, we, we're trying to every day uh, to find a reason. Uh, but you know, I think that there's only there's not only one reason. There's you know, the multiple stuff that we need to take care of. And uh, you know, hopefully this, we take this break to you know uh, rest a little bit. Uh, you know, think about all the stuff that we can do better, you know, each of us individually. And uh, you know, bring back, uh, come back with you know, some positive energy to try to do the best we can in the second half of the season, you know, to you know, turn this thing around somehow. To, uh, so we'll see. I mean, uh, there's definitely a lot of work to do, and definitely wasn't where we wanted to be, you know, to be behind where we were at this point last season. And that task is going to be extremely difficult, of course. Frank Vogel and the Magic are going to say they're going to still go for the playoffs. And God bless them, they should. Because winning is valuable, and, and this team still feels like it's winning. But... As we now turn to the post-All-Star break reality of this team, it's a very different team. It's a team that's going to be playing smaller. It's going to be a team that has different lineups out there. It's a very different team now. And it's almost like the second this post-All-Star break team is an entirely new team. It's going to play a different way. On both ends of the floor, honestly. And it's going to... You know, the way we judge the rest of the season, I think, is by the hope and optimism it gives us for the 2018 season. Is Terrence Ross going to be a player the Magic can keep around and rely on? What are they going to learn about Alfred Payton and what his future holds? What are they going to learn about how to use Aaron Gordon playing him back at the four? How does Nikola Vucevic fit? Does his has his defensive uptick been a product of having Serge Ibaka around him, or is that something more permanent that they can rely on? Can his scoring bounce back now that that Ibaka's not there? There's so many questions like that, and those are the questions that will that that we should focus on now for the rest of the season. Because, I mean, they're big questions about this team's future. It's not so much relevant if the Magic can make the playoffs. It's more relevant now to figure out what works. To know who the team should keep around. And to build a team that has a core that the Magic want to see flourish. If something was lost in what has turned into, and I think it's safe to say, a failed season so far, 
if something was lost in this, it was that the magic had an idea of what their identity would be and put their trust maybe in the wrong guys or went about building that team the wrong way. Figuring they could throw pieces in and it would just work. Vogel said something interesting before the game that, that sports is a tricky thing. You can't just add a piece or make a tweak here or there and expect things to automatically be good. This year's Magic team was by far the most talented team that the Magic have had since they began the rebuild. If the Magic were going to make the playoffs with any team that they had, this one had the most talent and ability to do so. When the Magic got out to a 19-13 start last year, it was a complete surprise. When they went 2-12 in January, that was also a surprise. But when they finished with 35 wins, that wasn't a surprise. That's where a lot of people had them pegged. This year's team with the talent level they had, you know, everyone thought the pieces didn't fit properly and, and a lot of people, you know, the, the predictions ran the gamut. But it was a talented team. There was no doubt about it. And a lot of people had faith in, in Frank Vogel being able to put together a strong defense. And for a quarter of the season, he did. For whatever reason, it didn't work out. And Orlando's already cut their losses. They've already said, this doesn't, this didn't work. And we're going to move on and prepare our future. The second half of the season, this this post-All-Star break portion of the season, is going to be all about what that future looks like. And if the Magic can pick up some wins and play better, that's a, that's going to be a good sign for the, for the future. I know it'll cost some draft positioning, but that'll be a good sign for this team's future and what they're trying to build long-term, no matter who's doing the building. It's a brand new day for the Orlando Magic. When the team reconvenes after the All-Star break on Wednesday, it's going to be a brand new day for this team. And we'll see exactly where that takes us in the long term, as I'm sure the Magic aren't done. They may not make a deal at this deadline, but they'll be busy on draft night, both with their pick, with their picks and probably with a few other players as well. On to the more immediate thing, though, and that is how do the Orlando Magic change with this Terrence Ross deal? We didn't see Terrence Ross out on the court on Wednesday, but we still got a little bit of a glimpse of what the Magic are going to look like uh, in some respects. They're going to play a lot smaller. I mean, um, Rob Hennigan didn't quite, you know, neither Rob Hennigan nor Frank Vogel said Aaron Gordon's going to exclusively play the four, but both recognize that they're going to have to play smaller with this group. Aaron Gordon will see some time back at power forward. I know that's something a lot of fans have been looking forward to for some time, um, for, for the entire season. Um, you know, Vogel hint said at, at one point, though, that you know we still want to make sure we're using his skills as a perimeter defender. That's where he's, that's, that's, a, that's a skill we cannot lose. Uh, and so there's still going to be some lineup experimentation. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where they put Gordon on the floor. Certainly playing him with Jeff Green allows for more switching. They can play Gordon down on the block and, and Green out on the perimeter a little bit more, and I think that would suit them better. Um, I've been advocating a long time for a, a stretchy four, like Je- a versatile three, four, like Jeff Green. You can play the three on offense, but the four on defense. Maybe Green can't do that because you saw what he did against uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, in this game uh, defensively. But overall, 
going small is going to be something the Magic do more. Uh, you're going to see them double double team a lot more in the post, like they tried to do uh, in Wednesday's game against against Aldridge. Uh, the defensive schemes are going to have to change just a little bit, and, and and I think that can that can have some benefit. But undoubtedly, there are some ripple effects roster wise. Aaron Gordon will play some more four, like I said, because the team goes smaller. Who else stands to benefit? Well, I think because Jeff Green's going to have to play some more four as well. Mario Azonia is going to be a much more firmer and uh, and mainstay in in the rotation. And and frankly, with his last three games, he's earned it. I mean, he's played he's playing some much better defense of late, uh, and has really picked up his slack to uh, establish himself more in the Magic's rotation. On top of all that, all that it, it does seem with the shift to thinking about the future to to remaking you know the, the roster a little bit. The Magic are going to rely a little bit more on their younger guys. I don't. I think we'll see Alfred Payton back in the starting lineup sooner rather than later, especially after the way he played. He's been playing the last two games. Um, in Wednesday's game, Payton seven points, three for eight shooting, three turnovers, three assists. Not a great game, but when the Magic made their run in the third quarter, Payton was a huge part of it. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him back in the starting lineup soon. It wouldn't surprise me to see them try and feature Payton, Hazonia, Gordon a little bit more, Vucevic to some extent, Ross certainly, kind of see what they can do. Just kind of throw them a little bit into the fire uh, and and get a better picture of what they can do. I also think Terrence Ross's shooting is going to be a tremendous benefit to the team. Hennigan said this during his press conference that being able to score and and, and make baskets a little bit more uh, is going to help the team's defense because, you know, you make baskets, you get your defense set. And I think when the Magic's defense is set, they're, they're not a bad defense. Um, it's when they miss a lot of shots, when they get down on themselves because they're missing shots, and they give up fast break points, that they get themselves into trouble. Uh, so I think if if Ross can spread the floor, and you know you add a shooter to the starting lineup now, perhaps you got Evan Fournier, you got Terrence Ross, both shooters, that's going to create a little bit more space. You know maybe teams respect Jeff Green a little bit. You know finding another shooter would be nice, especially because you have Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton who are not great shooters to begin with. Um, I think that's going to be one of the problems that they have to deal with uh, in the offseason for this team. But the added space is going to benefit the team. I mean, we saw what Jody Meeks did when he was in the lineup. The Magic offense worked a lot better with Jody Meeks in there. Uh, And so I think much of the same thing is going to happen with Terrence Ross. And Ross is a guy who can get out and transition to. So if the Magic can get some more stops, and he's not a bad defender, but if the Magic can get some more stops, they'll get out and transition, and and they can use some of their pieces a little bit more. Uh, You know, we've said a lot of the same things that that, that we said about Serge Ibaka. You know, Terrence Ross is a guy that needs a little bit of a bigger role. Um, He's... Done. Uh, he's he's had a career year per thirty six minutes this year, but obviously not playing a large enough role to maybe take advantage of that efficiency. Averaging about ten points per game, he's at about sixteen points per thirty six minutes. So there is some room for him to continue to grow, and I think the Magic are hoping that they can they can give him a little more responsibility, and he he can grow in that way. Uh, you know, on top of all this too, I think there is the possibility that losing Serge Ibaka frees up Nikola Vucevic to return to his offensive ways. Uh, from the last few years. No doubt, Vucevic's offense is down this year. And I think some of it is Serge Ibaka's taken some some minutes off the ball. You know, certainly he's had to fight Bismack Biombo for minutes throughout the year. Um, he's had to play a little bit more on the perimeter because there's another post player there. Uh, now I think Nikola Vucevic can be a little bit more featured within the Magic offense. And that's going to free him up to score a little bit more and get back to his production 
from uh, from from earlier years, from when he was nearly an all-star for the Magic a few years ago. Uh, so there, there are definitely some ripple effects, and I think some positive ripple effects from Terrence Ross. Uh, as pretty much every trade grade, you know, any, anyone grading this trade would say, you know, when you look at the bigger picture of what the Magic gave up for Serge Ibaka, it's definitely disappointing that this is the return you get for a player you gave up so much for. But when you narrow the microscope a little bit, know that Ibaka was a was a, was a sinking sinking cost, and and you were losing him anyway. This is about the return you could get, and so I think um, you know they're not getting a better player than Ibaka. No offense to Terrence Ross, they're not getting a better player than Serge Ibaka here. They're not getting a better player than Victor Oladipo here. They are getting a player who can contribute and can help this team in a number of ways. I think. Um, will it be perfect? Will it be smooth? Probably not. We, you know, we got 20, 24, 25 games now to kind of see what he can do and figure out what his role will be moving forward and what needs the Magic have, frankly. Uh, but I do think his presence will have a positive impact on the team. I do think his presence will make this team play a little bit better offensively. I'm not saying they're going to be a top 10 offense or anything, but I think they can get to 22-20 uh, for, for the rest of the rest of the year. And considering where the Magic are now at 29th in offensive rating, that's probably going to be enough to, to get them two or three more wins than, or at least one or two more wins than they would have gotten had they stuck with the same roster. It was, again, pretty clear the Magic needed to make a change, needed to do something. They're going to change pretty significantly now uh, in, in many ways, but they're, they're still going to be a team that's going to be learning and figuring some things out. So don't, you know, if the team can make a run, that's a happy accident. I, I don't think that's a bad thing, but uh, I, I would suspect the team will be slightly better. Uh, you know, some guys will be playing some new roles and figuring things out. And, and I think at this point of the season, that's probably a good thing. So Ross will have a trickle effect. He will help other players get some more space, especially Aaron Gordon, especially Alfred Payton. Um, the Magic desperately need the three-point shooting. If he can keep that three-point shooting up uh, and the Magic can give him the space to make shots and, and even drive if, if, if the if the lane opens up, um, that will make this a good deal, at least in that respect, that, that the Magic will have something that they can experiment with and continue to work with moving on to the future. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We're officially at the All-Star break. I'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic to preview the slam dunk contest. Aaron Gordon will be participating uh, despite the foot injury last year. He seems pretty excited about it. Uh, should have some good things planned for that, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what to expect from Air Gordon on Saturday night in New Orleans uh, uh, as we preview All-Star Weekend. Be back with more on the on the Terrence Ross trade. Like I said, I'll be going through the, my audio from Terrence Ross after Wednesday's game, so I'll have a little bit of that for you to play as well. Remember, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic as well as on uh, Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can also follow me on Twitter at Magic and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Audioboom, iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. If you're looking for something fun to listen to, uh, definitely go check out Locked On Raptors. Last Friday, they did they did a Terrence Ross day. They didn't know he was going to be traded yet, uh, but but Sean Woodley did a Terrence Ross day. He's a big Terrence Ross fan, so he he talked all about Terrence Ross for a good 30 minutes on that show. That's from last Friday, uh, February 10th. So go on to Audioboom or iTunes and search the archives for that. You can also get their perspective on the Terrence Ross Serge Ibaka trade as well as Serge Ibaka arrived in Toronto yesterday, did his physical, passed his physical a little too late, uh, but uh, was introduced to the Toronto media there as well. 
That's going to do it for me on this Thursday edition of Locked On Magic. Once again, the Magic fall to the San Antonio Spurs 107-79. They head into the All-Star break at 21-37. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.